This is Jeff. And you're listening to episode 16 of Dungeons, Dinings, and Dorks. Uh, yeah, um, as you can tell, Edwin is out for the day, so we're going on with a guest. Um, welcome, Jeff, to the podcast. Hello. I think I was on your pilot at one point you from were, a distance. You always were like the fourth person whenever we go to a restaurant yeah yeah you but yeah you were you were kind of in the background while we were recording the pilot so yeah i think we kind of turned to jeff what do you know about this this (laughs) pretty much well let's let's get into it um Pam, you had a little bit of relaxation going on. So, so the gym that I go to, um, they gave me a free voucher to try hydro massage beds, and I was like, "Is it like the ones that you see like in the mall, where they have you lay down on like your stomach, and then water jets kind of hit you or whatever?" That's what I thought those hydro massage beds were. So I was like, "Okay." Fine. Yeah, I'll try it. It's for free. Why not? <laughs> so, so I did my workout. I usually work out pretty strenuously. So at the, at the time, it was time for for the end of the workout. I am beat. So I went in, claimed the free voucher, and then he was like, "Okay, now you can go in." I'm like, "Yes, I feel special." So, <laughs> but but the their their version of a hydro massage bed is actually one you lay down on your back, and the jets shoot upwards towards it, and you can you can um, you could like control where the jets go throughout the body. So if you want to concentrate on the upper back, you just choose your upper back and then you can also control the pressure the speed that it goes up and down with so super fancy it is super fancy (laughs) although i was like okay well why don't we do the whole entire body and this was the time when the thing started up so i was uh, it started from my feet where i am very ticklish (laughs) to all the way, you know, it works the way up. So it was very slowly, and I didn't know, I didn't know how it was, how it was gonna feel or whatever. It wasn't temperature controlled or whatever, so it, it didn't feel warm or cold or whatever. But it felt the pressure was, you know, medium. But how you, how it's, how it's like touching my skin, it's like a feather. <laughs> it's so weird. And so when it was creeping up my legs, I'm like, I did not know I was ticklish there. <laughs> so immediately I turned the pressure down to like like one. I'm like, don't. No, I will not break out in laughter in the middle of this. So, so I was like, okay, we'll just concentrate on the upper body because I actually throw out my back. Oh, no. Um, yeah. Earlier in the week. So I'm like, oh, it feels so good in the lower back. And then I, and then it crept up on my neck and I'm like, I highly recommend you trying a version of a hydro massage, <clears throat> a hydro massage bed, whether it be at the mall or, or wherever. It's, it, 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 it's, a, it's a unique sensation. <laughs> as long as you don't touch the back of my legs, please. <laughs> yeah. Anything from below the knee on you. Well, don't, that's the reason why I'm like, don't tickle me there i will knee you yeah (laughs) Yeah. not on purpose oh good grief (laughs) okay so relaxing enjoyable um (laughs) let's see i'll talk about this one i found um in my internet wanderings that there is a fellow who went through a lot of information available from like Google searches and whatnot, and he compiled it into a timeline of of uh, tabletop RPGs 
a, t- a timeline tree, and it is this huge PDF that that he's compiled. Apparently, he's working on some others. Uh, the guy's name is Pascal Martinoli. Okay. That name sounds familiar. Yeah, I. Does he? <laughs> uh, maybe in the it, geeking world. Probably. It, I mean, this is the first I've heard of him, but like, I'm looking at this this uh, information tree, and it looks just massive and sprawled out. So, big. okay, so this is a timeline tree of like when RPG games started. Yes. Uh, yeah. If- it. It goes through the timeline of, like, the different systems and, like, where they started in, in relation to the other uh, tabletop RPGs. And, oh, okay. like, if it's, if it's something that's a branch off of one system or came from the same gotcha. creators as a system, it's included in that tree. So it would probably tell you, like, Pathfinder is also known as a playoff of... D&D 3.5. So it'll probably tell you when Pathfinder broke off from D&D and became kind of their own system with more rules. Yeah, it I I would imagine that they're on there. I'll I'll bet like the whole uh powered by the apocalypse system. I'll bet that's on there with all their little branches. I'll, I'll bet call the Cthulhu. I'll bet the fate system is is in there probably. But there's there is just a tangle of lines how, of how they all connect. I was about to say, how how many branches are there? There has to be like on, let me, many. It's... Well, it, it's soon going to be an infinite amount of branches with all these games well, and game yeah. systems coming out. That's true. Alright, let, let me see. Okay. I know our, our uh, listeners won't be able to see that, but Pam, this... How many dots are there? That's a lot of dots. Yeah, it's, it's a... There's a ton of dots and a ton of, like, I think each of those dots represents a unique system. Right. And all the lines are, like, when it, like, when it was going on, it probably different branches for the different versions. Yeah, I bet you D&D is on there at least five or six times. (laughs) Probably, if not, if not more, uh... But yeah, so that's, apparently he's got a GitHub project he's working on also um, doing just tabletop board games. Okay. Like a timeline of those starting from like 8,000 BC. Holy crap. Oh, that's, wow. That's, that's he, a yeah, far he's done his homework. Back. Yeah, yeah, he's doing a lot of, of research on it, so... Yeah, I guess that if you want to see the project, I guess you can go to um, github.com slash p martinoli with two L's <laughs> slash ttgbg, and you could probably get to the other uh, projects there. Um, but enough of that, <laughs> Jeff, you've been watching a lot of stuff on YouTube. I've been watching a lot. That's yeah. I watch a lot of stuff on YouTube. See, we don't we don't have TV, cable TV in our house. No, we have we have YouTube. We have YouTube <laughs> and all the other streaming services. No, um, lately I've been watching a lot of Bard's Craft. Uh, he's a guy from Finland, I want to say, or Poland. Um, but he does a lot of terrain uh, builds using like old cereal boxes oh yeah yeah um toothpicks and like popsicle sticks and just making them look like they're not that and it's really cool he's made a few uh dungeons and he's made a uh cereal box gold dragon Uh, yeah this latest one is just taking matchsticks and popsicle sticks and just building ladders and bridges and furniture and just dipping them in like uh the shades from Uh army painter and seeing if you can just get by with that, and they turned out quite nice. Nice. Yeah, and that's the Bard's Craft on YouTube. Bard's Craft. Cool. And that's one of many. Yeah, that is one of many. There's a lot of them out there that I watch. That and music channels. Yeah, so anyone interesting should look up Bard's Craft. Um, 
there's something else that's really interesting, so y'all shut up and listen. That is the purpose of this meeting, ladies and gentlemen, for a nationwide campaign by you to demand by law such compulsory education. Y'all, <laughs> y'all, don't, don't go. Don't go, don't country. go hillbilly. I, I'll try not to. Okay. I just get... I just get excited sometimes. Dude, <laughs> light up dice. Yes, those wonderful light up dice that I want. I apparently am the last one to know that such a thing existed. I didn't even know if that was possible. Like, from what I understand, it's, it's still in the kind of research and development phase. They're still working on yeah. getting it reliable and, you know, producible, like, for... for uh, Mass market and all that. Right, right. Um, So explain how this works. How it works. It's got basically uh, LED lights suspended in the resin with little circuit boards, probably protected from the resin. I I hope so. so. (laughs) (laughs) I'm not sure exactly how they're going about doing it, but it's basically a, a small LED device that all it does is that one thing. Um... But it's, it's, sorry, I'm getting distracted by the video. Don't stop watching stop the video. Stop watching the video. <laughs> anyway, but it's got, it's got some of those, so some of those really tiny uh, circuit boards that are pre-programmed. They're making it so that it can be charged wirelessly. So, you know, it's got a special wireless charger. You just plop the dice on there and it'll charge on its own. Huh. Like a lot of your, your new yeah, wireless a, headphones and stuff. Yeah, a lot of a lot of the new technology is being made wirelessly. We chargeable. have the technology. <laughs> we have the technology. What better to use it for than dice? Dice. <laughs> but they're making they're making full sets of these light up dice, not just the D twenties. Um, they <laughs> including the D four. Yeah, including the D four. That has to be very small. Well, the the circuit boards are small enough. Okay. What's cool though is like with the D twenty, they had it so that it does a special flash when it hits a natural twenty, so you definitely know it's a natural twenty. Um, and if I if I saw it correctly, I thought they were also going to try it so that you can somehow program them to do different light. Yeah, it, that's that's probably something that they'll they'll pro- set up the wireless charger to help you out with. Right. Okay. So that you can program the lights to do different things. Because it, it looked like it had different settings. And yeah. they just were testing it out and videoing it with the waterfall setting. Um, yeah. Oh, but they're so pretty. They um, are. <laughs> I want them. Uh, but yeah, the the website where you can find them is pixels-dice.com. They haven't started the kick, the Kickstarter up yet. Oh, okay. But that's coming soon. But if you go to that website, again, that's pixels-dice.com, you can sign up for the newsletter so that when it goes to Kickstarter, you can immediately go over there and, and order whatever oh, what you're oh, going to oh. do. Um, I, I'm, I have enough Kickstarters. Yeah. And at this point, um, they don't have a set-in-stone price yet, but they anticipate that they will probably run about 25 to $30 per dice. Dice set? No, per no, dice. Per dice. Per, dice. Per, per individual dice. Oh. With all the technology and oh. stuff going into it, that that's actually not a bad price, if you think it's, about it. Yeah, it's it's pretty on par with with custom dice, actually. It is. Yeah. Yes, I know. It, 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 it's it's <laughs> expensive for dice, but they light up, man. They're so cool. The accounts pay. The account. The accountant in you is yeah. just saying, like, nope, nope, nope. Are you sure? We need more research. <laughs> it's, it's sounding like they... I, I may have misread it, but it's sounding like it might be compatible with a program that they're thinking about making for the phone so that it can just transmit it. So like a Bluetooth instead of a wireless? That'd be cool I, if that was I, the case. I, it might still be just the wireless thing. Like maybe you can roll but your dice But the app on is it. on the phone so that you can it's at least change it possibly, instead of always having your computer. Yeah, possibly. I'll have to read it again later. Or, you know, anybody interested in them can go to pixels-dice.com <laughs> <laughs> and get the infra- information correct for themselves. But, yeah, but I'm, I'm really dice. excited about these games. Light up <laughs> dice, people. Light up dice. I'm crazy about dice, but when... 
I also like having money too. <laughs> yeah, that's why Kickstarter is such a bad thing Stop sometimes. Hanging out on Kickstarter. But minis. Oh, I gotta wait. have my minis. <laughs> and and we get you a Doberman have mini now. A three D print Yes. Okay, after that, no more. <laughs> no more. Oh uh, yeah, but no, it's it does sound like it might be easier to afford one if you order it on the Kickstarter. But you can Probably. you can order just when you when you fund the Kickstarter, you can put in for just a D twenty and then later add. Oh, or, believe me, the D twenty is a must. That's like yeah. the only one you really need. Oops, <laughs> hitting the mic here. Yeah, so that's. That's what's going on. That that's just particularly exciting to me. So, yeah, we had to. <laughs> I had to. I couldn't help myself. That's fine. It's so, like it so yeah. So you. <sighs> what's the next on the dice making world? I don't know. We can put stuff in you dice know, now. We can make our own molds now. You know, I saw something on Instagram, and it was basically a bowl of dice sets just a mixture of dice in a bowl in milk why 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 and the caption was that's a very healthy a healthy helping of vitamin d and d (laughs) (laughs) okay the caption's great but why milk you know what actually what got me interesting yes would you eat gummy d and d dice yes yes See, Absolutely. I would eat. See, I think that would be perfect. I'd also for, eat hard candy D and D dice. You. I know. <laughs> well, I, I get it for you for rollability. Hard dice would be good, but I like chewing. Yes, I, I would eat. I would eat. Hey, we should probably do that for our podcast. Well, well hey, since <laughs> <laughs> well, since we're already on the topic of D and D. Yes. Is that really a thing? Hey, what do you mean by that, Frank? Hey, Jeff. Hey, what? So, you're specifically here to tell us about painting minis. Yeah, I am. Yeah. Because that's what I've been doing a lot of the last year. I think it's been a year. Enlighten us. How did you get into it? We started a game that required (laughs) minis, and I wanted to paint them. (laughs) It doesn't require minis, but okay. I know it doesn't require minis. It just makes playing so much more... Visually stimulating. Visually, yeah. Well, especially especially those that are uh, when you're in a battle and you're trying to calculate. Okay, where's the enemy yeah, towards it, me? And it, yeah, is there anyone in the way? Of... Maps and minis help a lot when you so, have battles, be- especially when there's eight players. Yeah, we we yeah. began it without without the minis, but then as we play, I think we a uh, visual aid of. You know where everything is in, well, re- in, re- in relative to our uh, character. Well, especially when, helpful. like Angela said, we had eight players at that time, and yeah. trying to keep track of where everybody was and how far things were, and how many enemies, it just got so much to do it all in your head. So yeah, we decided to go with maps and minis. All right. So you started painting minis, and yeah. you fell in love with it. Yeah, it's a great pastime for me. You turn on music and you just kind of zone out. Now, did you? Did you like painting before painting minis? I I mean, painting, painting, not so much. I, I've painted ceramics and stuff in my past, and drawing is always fun, but painting itself, no. But painting models and putting models together, yeah, I've had fun doing that before. Okay, so when when you started painting the minis, were you watching tutorials along the way or just kind of diving in head first? A little bit of both. I think from my first one, I dived right in and it's like, that's not looking right. So then I watched a couple tutorials afterwards and then kind of just went on from there. Now, I, you said that you're working on starting commissions for that? Yeah, um, I have my Facebook, which is Torgi's Mini Corner. <clears throat> I am on Instagram under the same name or Torgi's Mini I think is what it if is. If not, you could, you're a follower on my Instagram. Yeah. If anyone is interested, uh, he's a follower of the Instagram of this podcast, Panda Cat Dragon. And you have, you have, um, 
you have some samples that people can check out. Yeah, I have everything I've painted is um, and completed and taken pictures of are on my Facebook page, which is, um, and then I have like my works in progress right now on my Instagram stuff. Yeah. But more to come. I've been busy with classes lately, so. Yeah, and one one of the ones that he painted, he stole one of my mimics to paint. I didn't really steal okay, it. Okay, I may have offered it up. <laughs> <laughs> I yeah. offer a tribute. Yeah, that's that's the latest one that's on the Facebook page. So if you want to see the mimic I painted, it's on there. Yeah, it, it, he did a fantastic job, and uh, yeah. So if you're looking to commission someone to paint you a custom mini or something like that. Definitely hit them up. We'll try to get the the links on the Facebook and on the Instagram. Yeah. <laughs> and prices yeah. are prices are on Facebook. Are on the Facebook um, page. Yeah. And I, um, do you offer custom? Custom what? Minis. Well, you have to get me the mini. Okay. I, so I, I maybe... don't I don't keep stock and I don't print for legality reasons. Okay. So, so you prefer that they supply you the mini yeah if they want if they have a mini they find online that they want printed i would suggest if they have somebody that'll print it for them and then get it to me or if they find a store already pre-made mini by all means um yeah we'll we'll figure out a way to get it here if you're local i would even probably meet someplace awesome so yeah hit up jeff online so you can get your uh mini painted yeah, it's also not as scary as some people think it is. So Either. how do you? So well, just one more question: How do sure. you? How do you keep from the pains of painting minis? And I mean, like, you have to you have to realize they're tiny. Well, they are very tiny. Right. So how do you keep your eyes from not going cross or? <laughs> what? I take breaks. Okay. Good. <laughs> also like like do you have trouble with a steady hand um there's times where i do but not as off not very often um when i have a steady hand issue it's usually time to take a break yeah and, and walk around and kind of stretch it out a little bit yeah and i i do a little bit of mini painting and i find that sometimes if 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 i'm not do for a break or something. I I find something to brace my hands against. And... Yeah, right. Yeah, and that's and what I do. And it's all about breathing too. When to know. I mean, you take a deep breath in yeah. and you, you you do the stroke as you're exhaling, so it's an even. But yeah, I you mean, should that's... have told me that when I first started. Oh, you did fine. I was holding my breath the entire time because I told you I you needed to breath, breathe. I thought my breath would have the brush slightly to the left. No. No, I learned no, that it's, it's it's better to breathe because <laughs> holding your breath may actually make your hands shake more. Yeah. <laughs> well, I learned that I'm excellent at basing. Yeah, you're you're great at basing. You're great at base coating. But every anything past that, more detailed, especially with so small of a brush, I can't do. Oh, and see, that's that's I can't the part that. that I because that's what makes it come to, to push life. Push a button on this thing. Huh. Sorry, I'm 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 seeing, I'm looking at I'm I'm in the producer's chair and I've got the soundboard in front of me and I'm just like, I could make that sound go off. <laughs> I could make that sound go off. Oh, please don't make that sound go off. <laughs> but I mean, and to get into mini painting, it's it's not that difficult. I started out with the the GW or Games Workshop I think kit, which came with like eight paints and a brush. I think you also bought your own brush set which is very cheap yeah i don't i don't use the expensive brushes eventually yes i would love to get one or two expensive brushes but you if you paint enough you go through them quickly and the the pack of 50 from your local craft stores should be more than enough to start out excellent so what is for those that are trying their hand on mini painting for the first time what would be your main advice to them don't be intimidated by it. If you screw up, it's only paint. You can always touch it up or repaint it. And is there a particularly favorite YouTube video that you like to go to when, or one that was particularly helpful when you were getting um, into it? The Well, there's five... Well, there's six total that I like watching and reference to a lot. 
Dr. Faust's Painting Clinic, uh, the local YouTuber, Miniac. Uh, he's actually in St. Paul. How do you spell that one? M-I-N-I-A-C. Okay. Miniac. Okay. Um, and then Squidmar is a Swedish painter. He, um, and eBay Miniature Rescues. And then the latest, newest one is Goober Town Hobbies. Cool. A lot of them paint Games Workshop or GW, but um, painting is painting. You can use those techniques anywhere. Awesome. Well, we should probably get to the next segment, Food Talk. But regardless of the style or type of restaurant, they all have one thing in common, and that is the serving of food. It's still fresh, but I'll take only what I need. They've got to last. <laughs> Scared yourself? That was hilarious. I like it. The beginning of the podcast, Angela goes, okay, I'm so sorry if the music that's going to play is going to be really loud. So I'm so sorry to scare you. And then here she goes, plays the music. She scares herself. (laughs) It's a little surprising. (laughs) It's a little bit. Uh, Okay. All right. So, um... This is where Edwin's going to actually edit in the recording of the food. Um, oh, wait. We didn't record this time. Ah! No, we didn't record this time because it was really loud where we were. Oh, that's right. We went to High High. <laughs> Let's talk about High High. High High is, is hi. really good food. Okay, so so High High is... Okay, it's okay, Angela. Thank God for editing. So, okay, so... Oh, it's not going to edit that. No, this, this, this is gold, man. <laughs> okay, so our, la- our latest foodie adventure brought us to a nice... Was it Thai restaurant? Yeah, kind of a Thai fusion. Thai, yeah, Thai fusion. Thai fusion place in Minneapolis called Hai Hai. Spelled H-A-I-H-A-I? H-A-I? Yeah. Yep. So... And it's, you know, uh, it's a very small place. Like, you could easily drive by and miss it. Yeah. Yeah. They have have a little sign sticking out from the front wall. It says, hi, hi, and they've got a little pun on it. But that's about all there is to market. So so definitely have it on your GPS so you know where to go. The parking is pretty dang limited. Yeah, Yeah. there's a small parking lot, but we ended up parking in the street. Yeah. Yeah, we ended up parking about a block and a half away. Yeah, so make sure if... It's got limited availability for reservations, and um, they don't do reservations at all during peak hours on Fridays and Saturdays. So if you want to go... Either prepare for a long walk and a long wait, or try to get those off-peak hours so you have right. a chance of, of getting a parking spot and a table quickly. Yeah, um, but even with those two negatives, it's still really good. It is yeah. really good. So yeah. the environment, or sorry, the atmosphere, um, I think we were at peak hours, actually. Um, Weren't we? Surprisingly, no. Okay, because I was able to get a reservation. Because it seemed uh, pretty busy. And it packed. was pretty busy. Maybe it was right after peak or yeah. right before peak. I I don't think they consider their their weekend lunch hours to be peak hours. Okay. Okay. But probably like the dinner rush, they probably have a really long wait, so they just yeah, don't take reservations for Friday Saturday dinner hour. Um, but yeah, the yeah the the decor was. Really, really cool. I liked it a lot. You were, It felt like you were in a, a forest or a jungle with all the plants that were around. Yeah, and they they kind of had the slat board for the walls, and it was just... It, it wasn't... They were not going for trendy, They, but they hit a really nice sweet spot, sweet spot for being, like, cool and reminiscent of a culture yeah without yeah. being like that whole uh cultural appropriation type 
I, thing. I yeah. believe Edwin said something along the lines of, you know, this makes this this made him think of the restaurants of when he was growing up in the Philippines. It's kind of that same vibe. Yeah. Yeah. So I yeah, I, so I like it. Yeah. Yeah. So it it was it was good decor and um yeah, it, it is pretty loud. <laughs> yeah, well, it was pretty loud when we got there. When it, people started leaving, it it quieted down. It, it so. did, yeah. So by the time we were leaving, it, it was not horribly uh, loud anymore. Yeah, um, um, and uh, I don't know. It Again, it, it was a small restaurant, so you kind of had... It wasn't roomy, but no. it wasn't incredibly tight either. So. Yeah, the... They, I think, they managed to hit a lot of sweet spots with with their arrangement. Yeah. It, yeah. If if the place was bigger, then I think it would have been harder to hit that sweet spot. Right. 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 Um, yeah, we looked at the met when we were looking at the menu. Um, Edwin pointed out that the drinks list was like almost <laughs> double the length of the entree list. Yeah. I saw that. It's kind of funny. Um, let's let's did talk you, about what we got. Yeah. Well. Well, you mentioned drinks. What drink did you have again? I had. It was the uh, non-alcoholic mocktail number four. Uh, pennywort, cucumber, lime, and something else. I can't remember. <laughs> but yeah. Um, that one was interesting because we I ordered it before we even got our food, and at first I was like, um, this tastes green. It's nice, but it tastes green. It looked green. It was very green. It was yeah. It was kind of a lightish green. Yeah, it was. Yeah, but it's like, you know how some drink some colors just like, you you look at that color and, and the flavor is like. This color, that the this, this flavor is that color. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Which um. Yeah this this drink tasted that color. However, after we got eating and and you know after after we had finished all our food, right. the drink actually was really nice and light and refreshing, which was kind of funny. Okay. Because you know. Some drinks, it's like, yeah, you want to you want to drink it before your food because after the food, it's just gonna taste weird. This right. one actually was more refreshing after the food. Would you say that it helped accentuate the food, or did the food help accentuate it? it? Was, I think it was. It's more. It's a nice way to finish a meal. Okay. Probably because all your taste buds are open from the little bit of spices right. that were in there. So it was more like a like a palate cleanser kind of thing. Almost, yeah. But it it was yeah it was really refreshing after the meal. Okay, cool. Good to know. I had their Vietnamese coffee. Oh yeah, that's right. <laughs> you were freaking out because what I was it before or after we went to a coffee place before we actually went to the restaurant. Oh, we went after. I got more coffee after. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I, so I'm the you, coffee holic so here. You, yeah, you needed your Addict. coffee fix, and it was a Vietnamese. So, is there much of a difference? Yes. Oh, okay. There, so, when you go to like your coffee shop, you, there's unless you have a really good one, there isn't a good balance always between the sweet and coffee flavor it's usually either too sweet or too bitter well for you it's always bitter bitter. (laughs) but for me it's it's one or the other so this was a very good balance between the sweet and the coffee and it just it was so good that i had to have two of them is it just me or did it seem a bit creamier or like the taste itself was heavy It, it so normal coffee isn't very thick Right. This this had a thickness to it. It coated my yeah. mouth. But it was so good. I can. <laughs> I, I'll let But you. I think what we determined was that they use like sweetened condensed milk in with their coffee. Just oh, instead like, of milk? Yeah, yeah, instead of milk and sweetener. So you're not getting the added sugar from the vanilla syrup or whatever. You're getting just the sweet with the coffee. And it was it was really good with and after the meal. So... 
So let's let's <clears throat> excuse me. Let's let's talk about the actual meals. Um, you guys got the biscuit and oh no, that was Edward. We you got, got the, the fried chi- chicken. Yeah, you got the fried chicken. <laughs> Sorry, I'm I'm brainless right now. You guys got the fried chicken uh, that came with a biscuit. Yeah, and, and we some also papaya salad. Yeah, had a salad. Yep. Uh, we also we also ordered a side of their shrimp toast. Right. Yeah, their shrimp toast was was Which, really good. Yeah. It was surprising because it, it, I we we found it, it had a nice balance. It had a little kick to it, but it was a hel- it was a good enough kick. Yeah. Um, th- we could taste the shrimp. So and it was yeah, it wasn't overpowering. With the shrimpy or fishy flavor, smell even, and it wasn't overpowering or less or unimpressive with all the bread. I mean, it was a shrimp paste on a slice of bread that was toasted with cucumbers and some other veggies and spices, and it was really good. And you would think that, you know, with all the shrimp and stuff, that it would kind of make the bread soggy. Actually, no, it was... It was crunchy. The, the, the bread was crunchy and it yeah. kept its crispiness. It was toast. Yeah, it was. everyone and I got that, and I I have to say I agree with everything you just said there. It was it was beautiful. <laughs> I kind of wish I had had a second one. <laughs> oh, I kind of wish. Yeah. All right, and then tell tell me about your um your chicken. Okay, so the fried chicken itself, it was, oh, it was really good. It was crunchy to the last bite. The meat Very, was yes. The meat was juicy and tender. Um, this is just my Asian side, uh, calling, but I think it would be awesome with rice. Well, it's not (laughs) just your Asian side being married to you. Yeah, I would have to agree. It would be better with rice. But, you know, there's no sauce needed. You didn't need any, like, BBQ sauce or ketchup. Any sauce actually would actually dull. Yeah, I think it would have taken away from the chicken. And so, uh, uh, whatever they're using for the batter, ugh. Yeah, the batter was light and crunchy and like we like she said it was crunchy to the last bite it didn't get I mean, soggy i mean even if you just ate just the batter itself i would be happy <laughs> you'd go into carb shock but yeah probably yeah <laughs> and so the fried chicken was served with uh, like what i think it's a cucumber yeah, i think it was uh, a shredded so I, or i believe it was actually a papaya salad okay Ooh, okay that would make more sense yeah, yeah so it's, it's a type of like a noodle slaw it had green chili peppers, cilantro, yeah. cherry tomatoes, peanuts, and onions. Very good. Which you actually ate it all considering you don't like slaw and you don't like the cherry <laughs> tomatoes. Nope. But it was really good. <laughs> so, and then the biscuit with the with bacon sandwich. Uh, that, that one was probably yeah. on a lower scale. The I one mean, thing that that kind of didn't give it a perfect out of the meal would have been the biscuit yeah yeah i think i think we ruled that the biscuit may be overcooked because it was too tough to chew well it really wasn't a biscuit it was an overcooked puff pastry because you could see all the layers right in the biscuit there is a kind of biscuit now everyone also got the biscuits and the biscuit and gravy Mm -hmm. side um so i got a bite of it it did have a mostly biscuit taste there is a variety of biscuit that does have that that is made in layers but traditionally biscuits are cut in circles before they're put in pans and it seems to me like these ones were dipped in a pan and then cut yeah it it seems to me like they were put in the pan cut baked yeah and and they did seem a little overcooked to me they were really crunchy bacon the bacon itself was fine And it was served with a type of butter. I didn't know what type of butter it was. It was a sweet But it butter. made it sweet. So it made it more bearable. <laughs> it was still... It, for me, uh, the biscuit was too tough to chew. That's why we said it would have been better with rice. Yeah. Yes. Uh, Edwin's biscuit and gravy. Um, the, the gravy was actually pretty good. Uh, it had. It was kind of an odd fusion because it tasted like it had breakfast sausage and then... And then coconut in it, and oh, and more kick than you usually get from an American breakfast gravy. Well, you lost me at breakfast sausage, and you lost Pam at coconut. <laughs> it's fine, it's fine. Yeah, um, but it's yeah. So it 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 was odd. It was definitely fusion, 
but the so so the gravy to me was good, but the biscuit yeah yeah the biscuit needed improving. And then um, Edwin and I shared the Hanoi sticky rice, and that was fantastic. Um, that looked really good. Yeah, it it had all kinds of toppings in it, and we were told, yeah, the way people prefer to eat it is they mix the toppings together and mix it with the rice as best you can and and eat it together that way. And that made a fantastic mix of flavors. Um, Something in it had a kick. I'm not sure what. They probably had the shredded green pepper in there like they did with the salad. I Probably. don't think it did. I do know it had a Chinese, some Chinese sausage in it, mm. and it oh. had other things in it that probably had a kick. I can't remember what all was in it. I just know it was like, need to eat this. This is delicious. <laughs> um, and uh, let's see, the flavor of the toppings combined well. The sticky rice, um, I spent the better part of my teenage years eating sticky rice because we went to a congregation with with uh, Laotian people who were working on, you know, adapting to English culture and all that. Um, but we we ate the sticky rice with them. So I I love sticky rice and when I can get it is it's like it's gotta be right. <laughs> this sticky rice was good. And it's it had a really good consistency, just the right amount of sticky to it. So it, it held together really well. Um, I will say this. If you go to a place and you're going to eat sticky rice, you're going to want to get a fork and a spoon rather than chopsticks because good sticky rice is going to want to stick to itself and it's a little harder to eat with chopsticks. Anything is possible with chopsticks, though. <laughs> it's it's possible. I'm not saying it's not. I'm not saying it's not possible. It's just it's more difficult. And or right. or you could be Filipino, <laughs> like Edwin and I, and just eat with your hands. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Anyway, um, and anybody who remembers the episode where we talked about um that uh. Little Mekong Night Market. Yeah. You'll recall the Mama's Bowl from Ninja Sushi. Uh-huh. Edwin said that this Hanoi Sticky Rice Bowl was even better than that. Like, Ooh. And he, he was a huge fan of that. And he said it was even better. Um, so the rolls that we gave this on the D20, uh, we all agreed that this one gets an 18. Which is on, very high. Yeah, that <laughs> yep. is very high. We, we were all really thrilled. I think I think what what brought it down from a perfect twenty was the biscuit. That biscuit the biscuit man. and yeah, the atmosphere was a bit too crowded for me. It it was really really busy. Like we could we had to talk over the noise. Yeah. And, yeah. But yeah, hmm. but I would food de- wise, yeah. I would definitely biscuit. go back. Most definitely. Right. I'd go back there over some other oh, places absolutely. we've been to. Absolutely. Um, so, yeah, we were talking. Um, we're not rolling the dinner check, but we do have something else that we want to do. Yeah, especially since... Since Edwin's out Edwin's and he won't be out. able to join us. So, Angela and I have decided to do a little bit of fun in the kitchen. And so, we're going to try out... We're just going to try out... Uh, a new recipe that neither one of us has had before. Uh, I found this. It's caramel corn old Dutch recipe. So it's basically think of caramel corn, but except with old Dutch puff corn. That's. Where good. are we gonna get the old Dutch puff corn? You just uh, buy it in a bag. Uh, oh. Any, yeah, you just get it in the old grocery Dutch. Store. You know, like. Oh, the brand old. The okay, brand, old I Dutch. got it. I got it now. <laughs> Yeah, so I'm I'm interested in trying that out and and uh, yeah, when Edwin comes back, he'll have he'll have all kinds of foods to tell us about that from his travels too. So we'll have ha ha. Yeah, some of those pictures he's taken. Well, yeah. <laughs> I like how he's he's becoming more active on Twitter, and so I'm like, hey, Edwin. He's only more active on Twitter when he's not 
here. Yes, but I responded to him, and he hasn't responded back. This is I freaking will, me out. I will have to school him on that. Please. <laughs> this is not how you social media. Yeah, well, circumstances, but... Whatever. Okay. Uh, how, how about we have a little story time? Okay. <laughs> now we present the hilarious story of their further adventures. Okay, so, um... We had a little bit of a one-shot. Oh, yes. <laughs> oh, yeah. Please that, tell that, us that about thing, this. That wonderful one-shot that DM. we did that, yeah, I, w- I wanted to throw a certain character into a bottomless pit soon. Well, you kind of did in a sense. In a sense. It was only a pool of water. <laughs> well, we'll get to that. All right, so we had a, we had a little bit of a one-shot. Uh keeping things calm and and uh, just helping Edwin get through some stuff and so we we did the one shot and the characters there was a warforged found himself suddenly booting up with a chunk of memory missing yeah. we had and we had a couple of humans waking up with this warforged in the room and none of them knew each humans. other Oh, well, things were tense, and the one of them may have tried to not give his identity away. <coughs> <laughs> yeah. And the other two did not appreciate that. Well, they searched their surroundings trying to figure out where they were, how they got there. No clues. The only things they found were some... Were some uh, objects to help them on their way, including a rock. <laughs> it was a pretty rock. It was a pretty rock. <laughs> a rock of gravity detection. Yep. Luckily, uh, the cleric of the group managed to recognize it. I believe that was your role. No, nope, that was no. my role. So, oh, no. so, the Warforge remembered So the it. Warforge was like, so... Well, actually, it's your character. You were asking the DM... Yeah, I so, asked the DM. So you asked, so what's you so asked special DM, about this so rock? So what does the rock of gravity detection do? And you, the DM, said, well, it detects whether or not there is gravity by dropping it. So you, Me. being a smarty, yeah. says, so it's a rock. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. <laughs> well, it would turn out that that rock was somewhat important. It was very important. I had they, fun. <laughs> they they found some monsters, and when they, while they were trying to get out of this cave that they'd found themselves in, and when they destroyed one, they found this circling orange disc floating in the air. They tried to they tried to explore it, but within was beyond the disc was darkness, and strange pulling. They did some further exploration and they found a note that said, up is down, down is left. Monsters are, doors are monsters and monsters are portals. Yep. (laughs) The monster had become a portal and so, (laughs) a little recklessly they- Yeah, who decided to stick their head through it? Me. Yeah, yeah. Catherine the cleric. She's out to explore. And how else to explore? Just to dive headfirst. <laughs> yeah, into something that we did not know about that could have chopped you up into well, a billion tiny pieces. I didn't die. When they went through no. the, when they went through, they discovered that gravity shifted directions. Yeah, that was fun. So they, on their journey, they, they did much exploring, and the stone was put to use. They would find a doorway, set of stairs, put the put the rock up next to it. And see which way it fell, and that prevented many, many injuries. However, at one point, in their confusion, the rogue. Was he a. No, he was a ranger, wasn't he? He was a rogue. He was a rogue. He was a dual wielding rogue gangster person who I wanted to throw away. He, he, He jumped through one and found himself falling in the wrong direction into 
a pit of water. Yep. <laughs> well, the Warforged and the other human cleverly decided to make a more careful trip of it. And uh, they they get to the side, and when the when the rogue finally pulled himself out of the water, they discovered it was a very shallow puddle. There was much investigation of the puddle. There was. That it was far too shallow. The he rogue just... may have been thrown in, and and it was deep again. And no, he he wasn't maybe thrown in. He was thrown in. <laughs> but you guys had fun investigating that, and finally you came to the final room. And you found <laughs> monsters. A yeah. horde of undead. Yeah, that, 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 our, oh god. A that. horde of undead and a very startled looking stalagmite. Oh, yep. and hey, look, that door turned into a mimic. Yep. <laughs> so there yep. was a mimic after all. <laughs> and it was a door. It was a door. So the note you found did not lie to you. No. <laughs> It, there, there may have been a uh, bout of turn undead that managed to banish the vast majority of the undead monsters. You're welcome. Yay! And after a long battle in which we had to convince the rogue to stop shooting and just <laughs> pistol whip the dang monster. Yeah, yeah. We we forgot to mention this had Eberron rules, so there was guns. I don't. Yeah, oh, I don't think that, that helped. No, it didn't help at all. <laughs> but, but fortunately, they were finally able to make their way out after a long battle in which the DM was starting to confuse herself and losing track of math. Yeah. I think you were ready to buy it off your husband's head. You're like, just no, oh, kill, no. hit. Just, oh, no, Roll just, high. Our dice did not like us that night. Hurts. My dice liked me a lot. I know they did. Your dice liked you. For a Warforged that weighed almost 280 pounds to be grappled and fail his strength checks. Yeah, oh gosh, that was... It was fun, but... It was fun. It was that long, that battle was dragging on, and yeah. we were like... And I my was, brain was failing me. We were like, okay, someone, roll high. Everyone was like, roll high, and we ended up not rolling, rolling high. Low. And so you are like, just someone... Kill something! Somebody's <laughs> already. Oh, luckily the cleric decided to bless us, which finally ended the battle. I blessed you guys because this battle was going on way too long. So we I was should like, have had bless at the beginning. I was busy with the mimic. I know you were. Okay. Uh, Apparently, yeah. Mimic did not like my ward. No. So, do you do you guys want to know where the changing directions came from? Yes, please. I was actually inspired by an episode of Critical Hit for that one. Ooh. I can't say where exactly they were, but the DM Rodrigo uh, had a location in which the gravity changed directions, like all the time, and. It, Oh, they, gravity. They did many, many constitutions. I was about saves. to say, I was like, oh, all gravity, the stomach Gravity turning. and time are the two things I, I, I will eventually put my players through, but I hate being in. <laughs> um, it, it, it was probably as much fun for me to run as it was for you to... Just, you know, I... Yeah, I... It might have been even more fun for me. <laughs> yeah, I think I it was. I enjoyed being the cleric. It was fun being a barbarian. So, backstory, I was a, a warforged barbarian who fought in the war and needed to do something after that and became a bounty hunter. So I, I really was hoping that our rogue had a hit on him and he was in my book, but unfortunately he wasn't. But yeah, so I played a warforged barbarian. Being a barbarian, regardless, was loads of fun. Until you get acid... Well, no, I've took the feet so i was resistant to most damages but still a warforged barbarian they're not overpowered they're great <laughs> that that was fantastic i mean considering the roper was chewing on yeah your... the roper really loved biting into metal luckily oh. he broke he rolled a natural one once and broke a teeth a tooth or two yeah i i, I think we did have him break some yeah. some teeth that was fun Anyway. But sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt. You enjoyed being the cleric? 
That was it. Oh, that was it? <laughs> that was it. I like, uh, I enjoy being a cleric. It's the first time playing a cleric, so I wanted to feel powerful. Yeah, I think this was the first time for all of us playing these characters. Oh, cause yeah. Cause I usually pick the, the rogue or the ranger. Yeah, and, yeah. and when, I, when I had you setting up your one-shot characters, it was like, just grab a character that's something you want to try out that you just haven't had and a then, chance to yet. And, and then I'll give you a pistol. <laughs> Yeah, the pistol I never used because it was not worth it. Yeah, but Edwin was just, Angela, I want to have guns in the game. I want to have guns. So, yeah, on Edwin's insistent, no, Edwin, you can't have the anti-matter rifle. Which didn't serve him very good because he he shot a mummy. He kept it does nothing. He the, kept the mummy missing was, the roper because he was grappled and was which, at disadvantage. The the mummy, by the way, was all dead and not undead. Right, and I think he missed almost everything else. He, he missed the vast majority. I mean, of he the hit shots. a few things, but yeah. not a lot of damage. So he would have been yeah. better off with a couple short swords. <laughs> well, it's more a matter of. Um, he sacrificed having a melee weapon right. to have the second right, pistol. Right, because you, you allowed him to do the dual wielding feat with the pistols instead of the melee. So he could and have his double pistols. <laughs> he, he was... Okay. I think... we'll, we'll say he was adorable. We'll, we'll yeah, call it yeah, that. Yeah. Love you, Edwin, if you, and you're in there editing all this. So, Yeah. <laughs> Until next time. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, Pam, did you find us something fun? Yeah. All right. Hang I on. got a hang, game. Hang on. I, I think this. I think that's this one. I found something fun. Ah! <laughs> you even announced did it. Did it again. And, <laughs> and it still scared you. I know. I just keep forgetting. Okay, so what is this fun thing you found for us? I got a nerdy would you rather. Ooh. This game is provided by a site on what is it? Quotev, Q U O T E V dot com. Thank you. So I think it's a twenty questions of would you rather. Let us begin. So, question let's, one. Let's just oh. take a few. Let's just take a few of them because twenty questions sounds like. Let's take the top five uh, okay. and see where we're at. <laughs> um. Ooh, oh. Okay. Uh, we'll begin with this. Okay. Would you rather be the doctor's companion or fight crime with Sherlock? Oh. Doctor's companion. Oh, but Sherlock. I know, right? Oh. <laughs> Which oh, doctor, sorry. though? Uh, just because that would that would be a. Well, the same with with Sherlock too. Well, Robert Downey Jr. or no Mr. Sherlock's Mike. it doesn't matter which Sherlock for me um, I would probably fight crime with Sherlock because even though he'd make oh. me feel small oh sure let me be the tiebreaker uh, uh, you know I, I would choose the doctor's companion because there's more adventures out there with Sherlock mm. it's kind of stuck yeah I, that. well I guess I, it depends I, I on which Sherlock I blame Wanderlust <laughs> Okay. <laughs> okay. Uh, let's... Oh, wait. Wrong genre. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's little. <laughs> okay, next. Okay. I don't... Okay. I don't know if you are familiar with the fandom, but would you rather be chosen for the Hunger Games or play Quidditch? Hunger Games. Are you sure? Quidditch. Are well, you maybe. Hunger Games? You you play. Oh, do I want to be chosen? No, it'd be Quidditch. I'd fall <laughs> off the broom. <laughs> well, wait. Has any people died with Quidditch? Because Hunger Games people do die. I'd play Quidditch. Quidditch. Ah, but I have a fear of heights. Well, then you'd be the There's goalie. There's nothing grounded. Fine, I'll be quitting. At least <laughs> I can survive yeah. a fall. There's yeah. a chance of fire. There's a referee with magic to catch you. Roll with advantage. There's magic. <laughs> they can heal you up. Nice little potion, and you'll okay, have that I broken bone mended overnight. I feel, I feel that this next question is geared 
towards me and Angela, but I'm gonna ask it okay. for everyone. Would you rather be a dwarf or a hobbit? Hobbit! <laughs> dwarf or a hobbit? A dwarf or a hobbit. A hobbit, like, you're very things. nimble, and you have second breakfast. Well, so does dwarves. Well, dwarves. No, dwarves don't have second breakfast. They just like eating drink. and drinking. I would be a Why dwarf. Drinking. I would be a dwarf. I don't Mountain know, dwarf both, specifically. We're both like food and drink. No, I'd be a dwarf. Oh, okay. Total hobbit. Hobbit, they are, they wield lighter weapons like daggers. Well, if we're talking in that world. And then dwarves this are is, more this is, Lord of the, this is Lord of the Rings yeah, type stuff. We're, we're doing Lord, Hobbits are usually homebodies. They don't like adventures. Yeah, that's just... I'd be a dwarf. I'd be a took. And I want all my gold. And I want my mountain. Why do I always have to be the tiebreaker? <laughs> because you're the one asking the questions. Uh, fine. <laughs> I think for me... For me, I would I would be a dwarf. Not, be, not because of the beard or anything, but I like having my battle axes. <laughs> battle axes are fun. Yes. Drinking is fun. Uh, for those of us that I, drink. I, I would be a took. <laughs> be a took. <laughs> you know those those tooks are a little unpre- unpredictable. Okay, uh, this is more of a techie question. Would you rather use Samsung or Apple? Samsung. Hey. Samsung. Okay, I think Samsung won that round. Um, Tardis or the flying car from Harry Potter? Tardis. I think. Tardis. I think the Tardis doesn't it have like a motion sickness sensor? Like you don't. Well, unless you land roughly like the doctor tends to are, do. There are times when it is quite rough yeah, on a TARDIS. He, yeah. But you don't usually feel the fact that you're moving in a TARDIS. With a flying car, you're like flying a plane. You'll feel every movement. So TARDIS. Uh, okay. Well, this is an interesting question. Would you rather be with Castiel from Supernatural or George Weasley from Harry Potter? Castiel. I, I don't know. If I were to err on the safe side, I would want to be with George Weasley. No. I I still haven't really watched Supernatural oh. yet, but I but George Weasley You said George Weasley, right? George Weasley. Oh, I'm thinking of One the wrong Weasley. Yeah. Fred and George. Fred and George. Fred and George. Oh, I'd that pick, would actually be fun. No, I'd pick Castiel. Are you sure? Yep. I I would hang out with a Weasley any day. I'd rather have an angel on my side than a slap-happy trickster well, how about, brother. How about this? Which one is most likely to kill me? The Weasleys? No. <laughs> they would be pranking. Most likely to kill you, would, if he Castiel. had to, would be Castiel. But I'd still hang out with Castiel over the Weasleys. Yeah, I, I feel like I could trust a Weasley. I... If you're on the good side of Castiel, you can trust him. Okay, I don't know if... Okay, Disney or Pixar? They're owned by the same company, which is Disney. Are we talking style-wise? Then I would go probably Pixar know, just, because I like Disney their stuff. I abstain! <laughs> I think this is one question where we're like, uh, can we choose both? But yeah, I, I, I would choose both, but if I had to choose, I would do Pixar, number one, the feels... And number two, I like the styles. I kind of, I'll, now, if, I'll go with Pixar. If you're talking current stuff, Pixar all the way. If you're talking so. the older stuff, Disney. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I, yeah. I, I'm not a big fan of some of the Disney okay, and, stuff. All right. So this is going to be the last question. Pick what you would rather fight with. A wand or a lightsaber? Lightsaber wand see the wand has advantage range this is me technical technically technical speaking laser sword dang it uh, but the <laughs> thing is though does laser cut through magic but you have the force you have magic anyways <laughs> it doesn't say anything about the force it just says wand but jedis or lightsaber. and sith only use lightsabers oh. for yeah, the most you part can't exactly it's it's very difficult for a non-force sensitive person to to yell. be safe without yeah lightsaber man i can cut actually, things actually i would choose wand do you want to know why sure because i can summon weapons so i could i choose wand lightsaber. so i can summon a lightsaber i'm sorry lightsaber huh nah uh, 
lightsaber. Uh, whatever. <laughs> you guys have wands. I will be there with my lightsaber. I will have both. Sure. Yet I chose one. I shall fight with pixie dust. Thank you. Okay. <laughs> okay, Tinkerbell. All right. Anyway, well, we should probably wrap it up there. Um, anyway, thanks everybody for listening. Um, this has been a fun episode. We'll have Edwin back with us next time. Um, again, my name is Angela. My name is Pam. And this is Jeff. And you've been listening to Dungeons, Dinings, and Dorks. Thanks again for listening. Bye. Bye. Bye.